Good morning, everyone. You're probably sick of hearing about the coronavirus, um, but hopefully you're not actually sick of the coronavirus. Unfortunately, you're not going to avoid hearing about the coronavirus today simply because you're here at church. There might be a shortage of soap and toilet paper in the stores, but the good news is that for the next few weeks, every time you come to church, there will be absolutely no charge for the soap you will use and for the toilet paper. So please share the good news with your friends and family who are not here today because I'm not sure what's going to happen in the next few weeks. As Hippocrates, the ancient Greek physician said, desperate times require desperate measures. Although these are difficult times, I wouldn't quite call them desperate times. Just like everything else in life, men and women of faith approach and treat difficult situations in very unique ways. Especially for us as Catholics, we have a particular biblical framework for how we view our life here on earth, happiness in general, suffering, and particularly eternal life. Therefore, in this and every other situation, we need to ask ourselves how we should be feeling and what we should be doing as men and women of faith. The first and most important thing to do in every situation is to clearly distinguish the difference between caution and fear. Caution is crucial whereas fear is useless. In the first letter of St. John, we read, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and he who fears is not perfected in love. The practical problem with fear is that it takes our attention from focusing on a solution. When we allow fear to take all our energies, then we have very little energy left to focus on what we should be doing, both in this case and in every other case we might find ourselves in. The second important thing to do is to educate ourselves and act accordingly. Once again, from the Bible, second letter of St. Peter tells us, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. Faith leads us to virtue and knowledge and these lead us further to self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and love. In a calm way, we need to look at the research that is available and make the best decisions we can. We cannot be afraid of what we don't know. Rather, we need to focus on what we do know and focus on acting accordingly. In addition to educating ourselves on the situation, we also need to trust and pray for those working on a cure. People may have made mistakes, 
but it is important to appreciate that despite our challenges, many people around the world are living in a much more difficult situation than we are. I have a hard time panicking, personally. It's not a personal trait of mine. Because although things could get worse, many people today actually have it worse than we do. Also, when you look at things historically, you see that the world has been many times through natural, economic, social, and other disasters, and what seemed like the end was always only part of our longer journey of history. On a personal note, our family left Lebanon in 1976 after our house was bombed and shortly after we were robbed. We put everything we could in a taxi and drove down to the port of Juni and left the country on a little boat probably smaller than this room. Although that was a very difficult situation for our family, other families had it much worse. Some lived through 15 years of civil war with times of no water, electricity, food, or other necessities. We could have complained of our situation, but if that is all we did, then we would have overlooked the health and the blessings that we have. And that's one of our challenges today, is to be grateful for everything that we have and realize just how much others don't have. We always have to remember, as men and women of faith, that history goes on despite our fears and despite all the challenges that come our way. There's a great story I heard of Pope John Paul II, who was woken up one day at 3 o'clock in the morning because of a big event that took place, probably had to do with the Soviet Union, and they told him what happened. And he told the person who woke him up, thank you for letting me know. That is a very, very serious situation. But unfortunately, at this time, I can do absolutely nothing. But I know one thing. I know one thing. And that is, Jesus is the Lord of history. So as we watch the news, as we see people panicking, and maybe ourselves panicking, let's keep that in mind. Jesus is the Lord of history. The third Sunday of the Great Fast is dedicated to the Holy Cross. This is meant to remind us that despite the difficulties of prayer and fasting, Jesus always has his hands extended wide to us. Our focus on the cross reminds us not only to look at the difficulties of the past weeks, but also to look at how we have grown spiritually through this time, especially if we have been fasting and prayer, praying. In addition, our focus on the cross today reminds us to look forward to the resurrection, which is a celebration of the power of Jesus' ability to conquer all our fears, all our worries, and most importantly, his ability to conquer death itself. During all difficult times in history, men and women of faith have gathered to pray. We pray for wisdom, and we pray for courage to do the right thing. We also pray 
to remind ourselves just how fragile we are and how dependent we are on how dependent we are on God for all things and in all things. We also, and more importantly, we also pray for humility and a greater appreciation of how fragile we are. We read in Psalm 103, verses 15 to 16, As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower in the field, for the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. That is how fragile we are. We are strong one day and weak another. The world is moving in full motion, and people wish they can push it to go even a little further and a little faster, but yet all of a sudden things stop instantaneously, and we realize just how fragile we are. Some people, unfortunately, try to question the wisdom of God. They think they know more than God, who is bigger than anything we can see, while in reality, we don't even know more than a virus that is smaller than anything we, can't, we can see. Difficult times as these can be either a cause of great anxiety and fear, or they can be a source of great spiritual growth. Read in the book of Exodus, chapter 17. Whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary. So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat upon it. And Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. This reminds us that our whole day needs to be a prayer with outstretched hands to God. In fact, this little verse is one of the foundational verses of monastic life. People who go to monasteries spend their whole time, and one of the main purposes of spending their entire life in a monastery is to raise their hands in prayer and supplication to God for all of us here on earth and for this world. So all of us need to have that spirit of confidence in God as today, either as we gather here or people at home gather and pray unceasingly for God's strength. Therefore, above all, we as men and, men and women of fa faith focus on caution, not fear, knowledge, not ignorance, and most importantly, humility, prayer, and a total dependence on God. In many difficult situations in my life, and whenever people talk to me about difficult situations in their life, I always recommend Psalm 23. Read Psalm 23. And perhaps no, no better psalm is, can be recited today as I close these reflections. I'll read all of Psalm 23, and perhaps you can read it every day. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness 
for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now repeat one verse as we keep ourselves focused on our faith in Christ and our hope that we will overcome yet another um, difficulty. I'll repeat this verse very slowly and hope it's engraved in your minds every day. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of darkness, I fear no evil for you are with me.